SBC. So praise the Lord. So we'll get right into this. We want to welcome our online audience uh, to tune in today. We're so thankful that you're here with us. And it's selfie week. Actually, it's been like a selfie month. I think we have uh, one more uh, one more Sunday that's in the selfie. But uh, have you seen all kinds of posts on Facebook? People like tougher than hell, you know. <laughs> um, I, I am free was the first one. And so praise God. You know, I don't know if anybody's gotten questions like people saying like, well, what is that all about or what does that mean? Let's change this up a little bit. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so selfie. But it's all about who you are in Christ. Your authority. And so it's really good information. And you may have never heard this information before, and you may think, hmm, I have authority over the devil. Okay. But it feels like uh, all hell is breaking loose in my home. It feels like uh, this is going wrong. The car's messing up. <laughs> the refrigerator's going out. My kids are acting like the devil. And it feels like uh, the devil is over me. Well, it may feel that way to you, but it doesn't have to be that way. It may feel that way because we have feelings and we live in this world. But it doesn't have to stay that way or be that way when you know who you are. You have authority over the devil. You know, over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Verse 4, you don't have to turn there yet, but it says that the devil or, uh, is the God of this age or the devil is the God of this world. And so a lot of times people will look and say, gosh, there's a lot of bad going on in, in the world. There's a lot of bad going on in my life and this. Why does that happen? Well, because there's a devil and he is real, <laughs> believe it or not, but if you have God in your life, you've accepted Jesus in your heart, He is not God over you. Does that make sense? He has no authority over you. The Bible also says that you're in this world, but you're not of it. You're in this world. We're all in this world. We can touch and feel everything around us. We, we know what's going on. But we're of another kingdom. And I talked about that a few weeks ago, or uh, last month, I believe, but you have a spirit on the inside of you, and that's the real you. Not the way you look on the outside, although that, that can be important. But the real you is inside you. It's your spirit. And that is who God communicates to. And that's how he's going to tell you what you need to do, when you need to do it, how you need to do it. And so we're going to learn a little bit more today about who we are, and our authority. Your authority over the devil. Because anything bad that's coming in your life, uh, even with your children, even in your home, with your job, God, or the devil doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you to make it in life. He doesn't want you to, to go up to the next phase or the next level in life. He wants you to stay where you are or even go down a notch. Do you have any friends like that that seems like they just want, want to keep pushing you down <laughs> instead of lifting you up? Well, that the devil wants that for you. God wants you to keep going higher, keep going higher, go to the next place, go to the next phase in life. 
the next place that's better and richer and more and closer with Him. Praise God. And so we're going to start over in Ephesians chapter 1 today. Lord, we thank You that You're opening the eyes of our understanding today, that we can see Your Word and that we know who we are in You and we know what we have through You. In Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to start with verse 16. I don't, you may be familiar with this, uh, as known as the Ephesian prayers. Paul prayed these for believers. But we're, it talks all about who you are. And so that's what we're learning today. In verse 16 it says, do not, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. So that's your spirit. That your spirit would be enlightened. There would be revelation of who God is. That you may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. In verse 19, And what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power when He worked, which He worked in Christ when He raised Jesus from the dead and seated Jesus at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Far above. So Jesus is seated far above. Then we go over to Ephesians chapter 2. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So it's just the devil. (laughs) Make it real simple. (laughs) Sometimes when you're reading all those words, it's like, wait a minute, (laughs) I got lost in all the words. (laughs) Verse 3, Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, the mind, and were nature's, Uh, in nature, children of wrath, just as the others. But I want to go down to verse 6. It says, And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Then the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So, Jesus, God put Jesus far above all principalities, every, all dominion, all darkness, every name that is named. You say, well, only certain names. The Bible says every name. So you name it. It's not a person. <laughs> but you know, sickness, is anything, poverty, circumstances, anything that, is, that um, God has brought you through or delivered you from. Every name. And so then we just saw, He has seated us, He raised us up with Him. So he, here's Jesus, and He brought us. We didn't do anything for it. He loves us. He puts us there. If God puts you in a place, the devil can, can never remove you where God puts you. Oh, <laughs> that's good. I just like that myself. That was really good. <laughs> Where God puts you, 
He has seated you. The devil cannot take you from that place. You may not be aware of your place, but you're still there. You may be down here feeling it, but you're really right here with Jesus because God puts you there. Uh, go over to chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3. We'll start at verse 14. And we're, we're going to have quite a few scriptures today, but it's so that you have the scriptures. And it's good that when you leave during the week, you remind yourself and remind the devil where you're seated, who he is and who you are. And verse 14, for this reason, so it's Paul praying these prayers again for believers. I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what's the width, the length, the depth, the height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in me, to Christ be glory in the church. So again, it's showing you who you are in Christ, what you have, and who you know. You know God. And so it's telling us, and then you go over, we'll do one more. Luke chapter 10, before we keep going here. Luke chapter 10. Verse 19, so Luke chapter 10, verse 19, this is Jesus speaking here. He says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, I know that when you hear that, you say, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds, that sounds really good. <laughs> but I don't really feel like that. I feel like uh, there's a lot of stuff hurting me, a lot of things going on. And so, where, what's the key? The key is knowing who you are. So the devil brings junk all the time in your life. And the, he's really good about bringing thoughts. Uh, and those thoughts, if you think on them long enough, they start coming out your mouth. You just can't help it. I can attest to you <laughs> that the more you think on how dreadful it is, how you're going to just get these kids, the more you think on the negative, it'll come out and it will manifest itself. It will be coming out your mouth. And there it is. There's your world. And the devil would like to keep you there all the days of your life. He'd like you just to stay right here. You might come up a little bit, and then you feel like you fall back down. Come up a little bit, and then it seems like you get back in that place. You come up a little bit, oh, found myself back in that place again. And you get frustrated, and you think, whoa, why? And you know that you're a Christian. You know that God loves you, and you know that you don't need to be in this place, but you always find yourself there. Right? Well, we have to know who we are. 
And you, you can't just read it and keep it to yourself and think you're going to walk in it. We have to stay in it. We have to be speaking it. And you have to let the devil know that he can't mess with you. And so we'll, we'll get further into that. But there's two key phrases in all the stuff, the Ephesian prayers, everything that we just read. There's two key phrases. And it's this. And he has set him. And he has set him. And set him. And has raised us up together. So he has set Jesus to be the head over the church. He has set him at the right hand of the Father. And he has raised us up together with Jesus. So just like I said, we didn't do anything to qualify for this. So stop trying to qualify yourself. Because you can't qualify yourself. You can't. Nobody can qualify. You're not worthy in all reality. If you really knew where you sit with Jesus, you're as, you're as a king. It says that in the Bible when you look it up and certain, look up certain words and define them, God has set you as a king. And so he, he looks at you through those eyes. He doesn't look at you way down here because he's placed you here as his child. So that's, that's just so awesome to me that God loved us that much. Just as much as he loved Jesus. How in the world could, could that be? Because it's not a human love. It's almost like it's a supernatural love, but that love is in us. <laughs> So in the mind of God, we've been raised up together and made to sit with Jesus. He raised us up. Now we're sitting with him with all the authority that was given to Jesus. So anytime you saw Jesus speaking to something or, or saying something or doing something, you have every right to do the same and more in this age. Now we'll look over to Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 21 says that we are sitting far above all might, power, and dominion. We read that. And this may be something you'd say, you know what, I've never heard this in my life. I've never heard anyone talk about this. But if you just go in these scriptures that I give you and just study them, read them, meditate on them, Asking God, God, show me these scriptures. Where I am, where I'm seated, my authority, so that the devil doesn't mess with me like he has been. Nobody likes to be messed with. You don't even like it when uh, your husband or your wife mess with you or a friend or somebody's just messing with you and you're like, stop it, leave me alone, <laughs> get away. <laughs> Sometimes you might like it, but sometimes you're like, just get away. <laughs> I mean like somebody that's annoying you. <laughs> we won't say husbands are wives, but <laughs> there's just those days and you're like, just get away. Can you go, go golf? Go find something to do. <laughs> go fish. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's a lot how the devil will be. It's just, it's frustrating. It's annoying. Just the devil just constantly. And his tactics are never new. They're never new. And so if you'll just learn and get this in you of who you are, 
the selfie that you really look like, not as the world portrays, but as God says you are, then you will conquer the devil. You'll get to that place where your mind, your will, emotions are up there. They are seated with him. And you'll rule and reign. But it takes time. It's not, you know, I've noticed, uh, you know, we, there's things in the Bible that we learn and then we want it to happen real quick. Like say, uh, if, you're, if you're not one that has been one to be a, a Oh, just a giver in church. Say maybe you, you just give an offering here or there, but then you just decide, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this because God said do it. And then like it doesn't happen like in a week and we get frustrated. Well, what's God doing? How come it's taking so long? Or just walking by faith. Well, I'm going to believe God for this thing in my life or believe God for something. And it doesn't happen right now in the next couple days and we get frustrated. Well, that's that don't grow weary in well-doing, but just stay steady. So God looks for steadiness, and when we're steady and we stick to it, God shows up. Because if he doesn't show up, then he's a liar. But if we're really uh, sticking in there, doing what we know we need to do, God's going to show up, and he's going to make himself known. Praise God. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Amen. <laughs> and so your neighbor is not your enemy. Uh, your children are not your enemy. We know that. But uh, your boss at work, the people you work with, are not really your enemies. There's... Spirits behind it, spirits of darkness, there's the devil that's coming behind that every time. And so you'll look at a person and think, well, I don't like you. Uh, you always come against me. But really, it's just the devil. And that's what that scripture is saying. You, we don't fight against flesh and blood, against each other, but we fight against the devil. But we have authority over him. The Bible tells us to conquer the devil. You know, Brother Hagen talks about, uh, you know, Kenneth Hagen. He has uh, passed away now. But uh, when we went to Rhema Bible School, uh, we got to sit right up underneath him. And so it's quite an honor because kids or the students now don't get that. They have to watch him on a TV screen. But we were right there and got to hear him every day. But he, he's got so many stories, and you never get tired of his stories because you learn something every time he tells those stories. <laughs> you ever uh, go to your grandma or grandpa and... Uh, it just seems like they have a lot of stories. But uh, you learn things through their stories, just how to live life better. <laughs> so that's kind of how it was. But he would always talk about uh, different ones that he'd pray for. And, uh, you know, people are always come and pray for me, pray for me. And uh, he would talk about, you know, there comes a time when you have to conquer the devil for yourself. That you got to pray for yourself. And, in fact, let's go over there uh, and look at the scriptures <clears throat> over in uh, Mark chapter 16. But you have to use your authority for you. You have authority. You don't have authority. I don't have authority over Heidi and Ed or uh, the Meads, uh, Jordan and Jacqueline. I don't have authority over them in their life. So I can't pray to God and 
use my authority against the devil. I can hook up with them and believe God with them. Does that make sense? I can hook my, my faith up with them and uh, agree with them in prayer. That's just a prayer of agreement. But if I want to go to go to prayer and release my authority or try to command the devil to leave, there's authority in your home, but the authority in your home is you. Does that make sense? So it's like this. I can't go over to <clears throat> Heidi's house and just walk in and act like I live there and do what I want to do and tell them what they need to do. So I have no authority to do that because it's their house. They have authority. Neither can you come to my house and try to tell me what to do, how I need to do it, because it's my house. Or we have authority over, our, um, over us and over our loved ones. That makes sense? And so a lot of times people are trying to use their authority over this one and that one, and it, it just don't work. <laughs> and you probably found that out if you pray that way. But over in Mark chapter 16, um, there at the end, it says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. So Jesus is telling you, Go and use your authority. The first sign to follow any believer is, In my name they will cast out devils. In my name, they'll cast out or they'll have authority over the devil. So believers have authority to use the name of Jesus. Your name won't do anything to the devil, but the name of Jesus will do a lot to the devil. (laughs) So it's in and through the name of Jesus. Over in James chapter 4, we'll see another example. James chapter 4, verse 7. In all of these scriptures in the New Testament, he's writing to the church or writing to the believers. It says, Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God. Resist the devil, and he'll stay there. No, the, the Bible just told us if we resist, the devil, he will flee. Now, when you look up that word flee, I mean, it's not just a a little small word like, oh, he'll go away from you. When you look the word flee up, it says to run in, run from in terror. (laughs) You ever, you ever been really petrified or scared of something and you're running like crazy, you know, to get away from it or whatever it is, or maybe something scared you at night and you're like, ah, (laughs) and you're just running. When I take the dog out, you know, Pastor hasn't been home, and so, oh, that dog's got to, you know, go out late at night or, you know, and then early in the morning. Sometimes, for some reason, he never wakes up really early where it's dark outside still, but he has been with me, and I'm like, oh, he'll just be quiet, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. You know, I'm just praying, God, let's make him go back to sleep because I don't want to go out there in the middle of the night because <laughs> our lights aren't working on the out, in the back of the house, so it's just black except for the moon, you know, that you're hoping the moon shines really bright. And so, uh, like the last couple of nights, it's been like 1230. I think last night it was like 1 o'clock. I was like, oh, I should have taken this dog out before now. <laughs> Just being real. <laughs> and so I'm walking out there and I'm thinking, oh, I thank you, Lord. I have to talk to myself. Lord, I thank you <laughs> that you're watching over me. <laughs> See, we, we do the same stuff. <laughs> so, but, uh, 
you know, run from and tear. If somebody started coming at me in the middle of the night and it was pitch black dark, you bet I'd be running. <laughs> to get away. I wouldn't just stand there. So he's, what he's telling us in that scripture is resist him. Now, if you're going to God and praying, God resists the devil. God, take the devil away from me. God's not going to do anything because he's done everything he's going to do already. And he did that through Jesus. He just said, I've given you authority. You resist the devil. He didn't say, I'll resist the devil for you and make it real easy. He didn't. And so if we're wanting God to resist the devil so that he'll get out of my life or flee from me, he, he will not do that because he has given that place to you. And so, um, so we have to stand up and take our place against the devil. The Bible talks real strong over in Ephesians. If you read through the book of Ephesians that there is a war going on in the spirit and uh, it's a spiritual war and it, you know, it even talks about your mind and your thoughts kind of like against your spirit. And it's they war and fight against each other. They do. Because your spirit wants to follow God. Your spirit wants to be in authority over the devil. Your spirit wants to go to church. Your spirit wants to do all these things, wants to learn more of God. But your body and your mind wants nothing to do with it. Because a lot of times your, your mind and your body just want to be lazy or just we just don't feel like it because I'm tired. But if we're so busy in life that we're tired all the time and worn down, we'll never have the energy to stand up against the devil. Because when it comes time, it'll just be like, just go ahead. Just go ahead because I'm tired. But there's one way that you can stay strong, and that is just staying in the Word. Your spirit will become stronger and stronger and stronger if you'll stick to the Word. And you may say, well, I don't understand everything in the Word, and so it just is hard for me to read it. Well, just start somewhere, anywhere, just anywhere. Just start getting the Word in. And it may take a little bit of time where you're like, I just don't get it. Just keep reading it. Every time before you read, thank God that you're opening the eyes of my understanding, that I can see the Word more, that I understand it. It works. And so God will start revealing things to you on your own. Praise God. You just you won't even need pastor anymore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You'll love that. Because <laughs> God's just going to be showing you. No. We need pastors to help keep us on track. <laughs> and so if we go over to 1 Peter chapter 5. One more scripture here. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Again, we're learning our authority and who we are against the devil says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. He, wa he wants you to think he's really big, seeking whom he may devour. We should have had somebody dress up like a lion today. <laughs> Come out like, Rah. and that's, that's how it seems sometimes when he comes on in your life. It's like, Rah. just like all of a sudden, all hell breaking loose, and it's just like chaos, and you're like, what do I do? God, help. He'll help you. But you can't get scared of the devil. 
Because you have authority. It says that he, he goes about roaring like a lion. <laughs> he isn't a lion, but he'll make you think he is coming to attack you. But the real truth of the word is that you have authority over him. So it said over there that we have to do this in time, staying steadfast. Uh, resist him in verse 9. Resist him steadfast in the faith. So we develop our faith in time. Because the time's going to come in your life when you're going to have to walk in authority for yourself. I know um, Kenneth Hagin was using a story before uh, about his son. His son pastors Rhema Bible Church now. And in fact, they're out uh, in Sterling Heights right now at a church uh, this weekend. And, uh, you know, his, he said when his son was, you know, uh, 12 years old, uh, he would, his son would always come to him to pray for him, whether it was uh, sickness or uh, believing him for something, whatever he wanted. And so he'd pray with him, always pray with him, give him the word, all right, let's pray, let's do this. And so then as the years went through, his son would be, it was 15 years old, and you would think, uh, 15 years old, I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking, uh, well, that's only a teenager. You're not even driving yet. You know, it's the mom's side, like, oh, we, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, like baby and your kids. But he said that God told him when he was 15, he, he came to his dad and was like, Dad, I need you to pray. And something had happened in his ear. And he had, something, I don't remember the name of it, but it was a fungus. And it was not good because... Uh, this was going to cause him to not have hearing in his ear. And so it was a, a bad situation. And so obviously he's going to his parent. He has grown up under the word with his parent all these years. And he's heard scripture after scripture. He's heard the word. And so his dad asked him, he said, well, uh, couldn't you pray? Or do you know the word on that? And he said, yep, I do. And he said, so you would know how to pray? And go against the devil, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I know the scriptures. And he's like, well, they went to pray. He's like, all right, well, let's do this thing. So they went to pray, and God told him, you let him pray. Let him have authority over his, himself, over what he needs in his life. And so the, the dad said, okay. And uh, he said the son looked over at him like they were getting ready to pray, and the son looked over at him like, okay, dad, go ahead and pray. <laughs> Because he'd always done it. And he said, no, you pray. I'll, I'll believe with you. So the son prayed, but he, got, he was healed. But he had to use his own authority over the devil. And you'd say, well, how do, you, how do I know what I have? How do I know the authority that I, I can have over the devil or how to pray and do those things? Just get into the Word. The best place is the book of Ephesians praying those prayers over yourself, but just stepping out and doing it. And you may feel, feel really funny in the beginning, thinking, oh, I sound goofy, I, I sound funny. Just do it. Because Jesus, or God has placed you with Jesus. So you're seated with Him. Remember, I said, nobody, not even the devil, can take you from that place. You have to give him that place in your life. If you remove your place, or uh, you can't remove your, yourself from there, but through your thoughts and your words, you can remove yourself from that place. And so we resist the devil and he'll flee from us. 
over in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, says, don't give the devil any place in you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, says, nor give place to the devil. Just don't give him place. You'd say, well, how in the world am I giving the devil place in my life? There's two areas that you give the devil place. Or you give the devil permission in your life. That's through your thought life and through your words. Time and time and time again. It it never fails. Never fails. And I, I'd say that with all... I'm not trying to be condescending or anything. I say that with all just honesty. It never fails. That it's always somebody's words and their thought life. If they would just switch that, big things start to happen. Their, their mindset starts changing. Their view on life starts changing. And believe it or not, God starts ruling and reigning in their life because they're no longer giving place to the devil through those avenues. And so the, the best way to get our thoughts lined up with God's and to get our words lined up with God's words is just the word. Just as I said, just being in the word. Sticking with it and staying with it. Another place, you may, you know, um, we've had people come to us before and said, you know, uh, our children, uh, we've had just like little five-year-olds, or uh, they're just tiny. Um, they're having uh, nightmares or just night terrors. You ever heard somebody talk about that? They'd wake up in the middle of the night and just, crying or uh, upset or and sometimes they don't even know what it is but they're just upset but then it happens night after night night after night night after night and so they'll come and say what do we do we've never had this happen before and uh, a lot of times we'll we'll pray over uh, an animal a stuffed animal and give that to them just anoint it and um, they'll put it in bed with the child but we'll tell the parents you take authority over the devil because it's the devil and so we'll we'll instruct the parents this is how you're going to pray this is what you're going to say and you're not just going to say it one time but you're going to go in their room and you're going to speak life in that room you're going to pray for that child and you're going to command the devil to leave we've had that happen in our home with our oldest daughter and it was all of a sudden uh just started waking up and just, I mean, like shaking. You could tell you'd walk in there. And, I mean, she's just tiny and just shaking and scared. And she she doesn't even know. And and um, she did that, I think it was like two or three nights in a row. And I was like, you know what? You'd walk in her room and it was almost just like some. you could feel something in the atmosphere. And I went to the pastor and I said, nope. I said, because sometimes parents just think, oh, they're just waking up. But if it continues to happen time after time, I'm not talking about just one time, and they look terrified. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> something's going on. And so you as a parent know something's going on. And so I, would, I told Pastor, no, there's something going on here, and it's the devil, and we're, I'm this no more. It's like you get really mad and irritated, like, devil, don't you even think you can come in this house. And so we just went in her room, and we prayed the next night, and we told the devil to get out of there, and we just thanked God for his presence. We spoke the word over her room. And uh, we have done this with our kids. We, have, we find music, just like peaceful music. And uh, 
there's a lot of music out there, just piano playing or whatever, just real peaceful, and we'll play that in their room. Still this day, uh, we even play like, you know, uh, Pastor Mark Hankins. Our, our kids like his voice. And so they will go to sleep listening to him uh, saying the healing scriptures. We believe in those things. And you say, well, why do you do that? Just getting the word into our children, the atmosphere of their room, in our home. Does the devil still try? Oh, sure he does. He won't give up. And especially when it's your children, he will never give up. Because he will fight them all the 18 plus years of their life. Even when they're out of the home. And so, you as parents, you, you must take heed at this. Your thought life, your words. Is it a job? It sure is. But it's, it is well worth that job. Because you care for them. God has placed you over them to care for them and to train them up. And you might say, well, my kids are grown now. and what? I didn't do that. That's okay. Just start now. Just keep loving on those kids that are older. And you may say they're, they're going their way. Keep loving on them and thanking Jesus that they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> because the devil's not going to have his authority over them. Praise the Lord. And so, you as parents, uh, just some things, watching what's on TV. Yeah. That, that brings atmospheres in your home, believe it or not. <laughs> There's just some things that are just not good to have playing in your home. And, you know, I've noticed sometimes someone will turn the TV on and then it's just playing and nobody's watching it. And it's really started to irritate me like the last few weeks, like, why does that thing not get turned off? And then stuff's just playing on it, and I don't even know what's playing on it, and just just playing itself out. How many times do we do that in our homes? And it's, you may say, well, that's really tough to do. Just start little, just little by little. And you'll just know on the inside, it just seems like I, I shouldn't be watching this, or we just shouldn't have this in our home. And um, There's a lot of things that are just of the world, that we just make, oh, it's no big deal. But it is a big deal. Because if you want to walk in the fullness of God and what He has for you, it's a big deal. It's just living for God. And uh, choosing, making choices that line up with God and His Word, not the world and the devil. Praise God. Over in uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 17, this is a scripture that I think Pastor has used uh, every time or every week. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. And it says, For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So God wants us to reign and rule in this life. It didn't say in the next life or in heaven, you'll rule and reign in heaven. God's not concerned about that. Because <laughs> once you're there, you rule and reign with him. There's none of this devil, none of this junk, because the devil's done. <laughs> and you are with Jesus. But it's in this life. You can rule and reign in this life. God's plan is for you to rule and reign in life over circumstances, over poverty, sickness, disease, Anything that he's redeemed you from to rule and reign. And you may say right now, I'm not ruling and reigning, but you can rule and reign. 
And it's knowing your authority and just who you are, what you've been given, that God has given you, that Jesus paid a high price so that you could have it and so that you could be seated with Him. So let's honor Jesus and start walking in this authority. Praise God. So I'll pray real quick and then the band will play us out. They've got an awesome song, so make sure you stay around and just worship God with it. (laughs) Father, we just thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you that we are learning who we are and what we have through you. So I thank you that we're walking in our authority this day and that we will make it known that our selfie is ruling 